Good morning. Hello, everyone. How are you? How are you, babe? How are you today, babe? I am doing good. Yeah? Did you have a good day without me today? No. That's a trick question. How is it a trick question? Because, of course, it was horrible without you. I know. I felt lost without you today, too. Like, really, I'm not used to not being with you or doing things Where with were you. you? Went to work, you guys. My brain's like shot out with so many numbers in my brain, like literally, you know, just a lot of, a lot of financial stuff and, you know, learning a new um, industry. It's not easy, but I praise God that um, I was praying and praying and praying and praying and asking the Lord, Lord, bring me back my brain from 20, almost 20 years ago, because I used to do this 20 years ago. I used to do... Um, you know, bookkeeping, accounts receivable, pay, pay, um, payroll, uh, accounts payable, everything. You know, I had to do everything in the financial, do all the reports and everything. And honestly, last night I was like, Lord, you have to help bring this back to my brain because yeah. I'm going in there and I'm not sure exactly. But <clears throat> being there um, made me realize once I got started everything came right back to me and I was just so thankful. I kept thanking him today. I'm like, thanks Lord. <laughs> <laughs> because it was a little intimidating, you know, um, because I've done a lot of other things since, you know, and that was just one specific thing that I have, you know, yeah. that I had not done continuously. <clears throat> I'm like, all right. All right. So my brain's a little shot out. So yeah. David's like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, you know, babe, I'm going to, Whatever the lead lords you. What? Whatever the Lord leads you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even talk. Um, Yikes. <laughs> I also want to say uh, hello to anybody that's listening to us through podcast. Yes. This is a YouTube devotional video we do Monday through Friday. So if you happen to be listening to this as a podcast, I just want you to know you can also watch it on YouTube by typing in my name, David Rocha. You know what's so cool that we've been um, receiving comments from... A lot of new people. I know. And there was one comment specific. I, it, it made me, it, made, it did make me um, smile. It made me laugh. He's like, I have to watch the YouTube because of how like silly we are, oh. you know, and everything. <laughs> and he goes, I, I laugh, you know, when yeah. I get to watch you guys. And I'm glad we can make your day. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's cool. The, the fact that the podcast is working. Like, yeah. um, Brother Robert, did mm -hmm. you see his? Mm -mm. Yeah. He says that now he can finally listen to it while he's working. Wow. Because of the podcast, he just puts the headphones on. So I'm glad. I'm glad. And today, Pastor Carlos, which he doesn't call himself Pastor Carlos, but we call him Pastor Carlos. Mm -hmm. um, amazing teacher, amazing preacher, uh, joined us. And he is now going to have a segment on the podcast. And he uploaded his first one today under Paracletos Media. Thank you, not and, media. And, um, um, man, it was really good. I, I, I really love that, that you're going to be having um, a few different, you know, uh, pastors that are going to come on here. And you yeah. know what I'm really, really looking forward to? And I pray that he I does. talked to him. Yeah, what happened? He said that um, he's, he's in the middle of a conference. Uh, but as soon as that's over, he's going to talk to his media people and um see how they can make that happen he's he's excited to be and he said i'm really um can i say who we're talking about he says i'm honored that you're even choosing asking me can i say who we're talking yes. about pastor thomas 
all the way from Nigeria, you guys. Pastor Thomas is getting... Oh, you guys love Pastor Thomas. We love him. He is uh, a a dear friend. He's a pastor. He is... um, He's like the uncle to everybody at House Arrest. Yeah, he is from Nigeria and has an amazing ministry in Nigeria. He comes every single year to visit us in the United States. Not only us, but other churches. Uh, He's part of our covering, which is Grace International. And he um, is really excited. Um, I'm helping him uh, publish two books Mm -hmm. that are going to be releasing through Pericletos Publishing. And uh, we're going to have him as part of our podcast. So the podcast we're doing, guys, is like not just us. It's like it's going to have our devotionals. It's going to have our Sunday sermon. It's going to have Pastor uh, Carlos doing um, a, a segment every week. Pastor Rick from yeah, Reno awesome. um, agreed to be a part of it also, which I'm going to see him on Friday, and we're going to talk more about it, and Pastor Thomas, and it's just going to be, you're going to have continuous material to listen to if you join the podcast, because these people are mentioning are not going to be on this YouTube channel, only podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited awesome. about it. You know, we just came back from Modesto. Um, and if you guys follow us or follow through with us and hear announcements and everything, you know, somebody tried to break in again today and it's just, it's just, you know, please keep, you know, house of rest and prayer, man, because it just seems like, you know, it'd be awesome if just somebody wanted to try to get in there because they really need Jesus that much, you know, <laughs> but they, they're, you know, there's so much malice out there you know and and people who are just wanting um to come in and i mean it's like why would you want to come in and try to destroy or try to take something from a church you know i I don't understand that it's it's hard to comprehend um you know it's just i don't know but straight after work we went straight over there um and we're barely getting home it's really really late so i know that we're not going to be super duper long um, but I'm excited for whatever David has in his heart to share. Amen. And ladies, I already sent you guys your video, so none of you guys have commented. I hope you guys received it on email. Oh, you sent it to them? I email? sent it oh. last night. Because yeah. I didn't get a chance to... Uh, I still got to make the page on the website, which is too late now. Yeah. But tomorrow, that's on my agenda to do, to add that Okay, on but I did send the women, the all okay. the women from the Bible study, um, the out-of-towners. I sent you guys uh, the first video already. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So. yeah. so I wanted to talk about something in Romans. Uh, Romans is my go-to book because um, I've always said that the book of Romans is if all the Bible had to be done away with, and if somebody said, David, only one book, the rest is going to be done away with. What would you choose? Hands down, the book of Romans. Why? Ask me why. Identity. No, just ask me why. Why, babe? Because <laughs> the book of Romans is Paul writing to the Roman church. That is one church that he had not visited. So when Paul writes letters to Corinthians or Thessalonica or Ephesus or whatever, he's kind of like filling in blanks because he already had a, a relationship with them. But Romans, he presents the whole gospel to them. So if all the Bible had to be done away with, you can still get the entire gospel out of the book of Romans. 
book of Romans is rich. It's sufficient. Yes, but it can be kind of hard to understand. Mm -hmm. And even if you do understand it, it's kind of hard to understand the context of what he's talking about sometimes. I think that's another reason why um, when David reads off of the King James Version, uh, oh, sorry, New King James Version, because the King James Version is one of the hardest ones, um, but the New King James Version makes it, makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But then when we go to the message, it even makes it even more easier, yes. which is really, really nice, which uh, it kind of puts it in layman terms. Um, and I think that's important because sometimes we don't understand the concept of something and then the message will actually break it down so that's why we read it in both yeah and and i might have spoken this i don't think i have but this passage i know i've preached on it a few times or mentioned it in a sermon but somebody needs to hear this you know and i don't know who it is i don't know who you are but you need to hear this and um where are we going we're going to romans chapter 7 <clears throat> and uh, the passage I want to talk about. Somebody asked me. <gasps> Sorry. Ask him what happened between. What is that? Uh, oh, that's Tony A. I know. Good. I don't know why I just started playing. Good old Tony A. Tony A is a guy that did uh, my interview. That was weird. Yeah. He released a portion of my interview today. I know. I saw that. I, I, all I seen was Sir Dino is dead. But, like, and then it says, what? and David Rocha lives. And, and see, I didn't see that. I didn't catch that part because the Sir Dino was dead. It's so huge. What's funny is you're like, sitting boom. right next to me. I know. And I was like, <laughs> boom. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, he called and he asked me. He says, you know, I really like... Uh, this is crazy. Because he goes, I really like the part of the interview when you start to talk about Jesus. Because you lit up, baby. And he goes, can I put that? He goes, but I really want to call it Sir Dino is dead. And David Rocha lives. He goes, is that okay with you? Because if not, you know, I won't do it. I said, dude, go for it. That's awesome. You know, That's but what I didn't know is people were going to take it as if he's making an announcement. Like I got killed yeah, after the somebody, interview. <laughs> somebody thought that he actually had passed away or something yeah. after yeah, this. Yeah, Sir Dino and, did pass away. You know, and, and somebody was like, you know, you're talking as if David Rocha, you know, passed away. You know, don't do that to us, you know, but... Nope, very much alive and alive and doing for the kingdom. Mimi. All right, okay. go. So Paul says this, and it almost sounds like a tongue twister. Romans. Romans chapter 7. It sounds like a tongue twister, so don't worry about it. We're going to break this thing down. Okay. Paul begins to write, and he says this, and this gets taken out of context big time, right? So he goes in verse 15. Romans 7.15, he says, For what I am doing... Mine starts at 14. Okay, I'll start at 14. Thank you. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, for the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 
I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. And I'm going to jump down to 24. It says, But O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And I'm going to read 25, but later. So if you can read 14 to 24. I know it sounds like a tongue twister, guys. Trust me, you're going to love this. I can't anticipate. I, I didn't say can't. I said can. I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself. After all, I've spent a long time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God, God's command is necessary. But I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I really don't do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions such as they are don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Part of me covered rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? Okay. Wow. Listen to what Paul is saying, right? That was the message, you guys. That was the message Bible. Paul sounds very conflicted. At first glance, he sounds conflicted. And this is why it's important to know the context of it. Because I will tell you, a lot of people have built a wrong biblical foundation on this. Because this is how people take it. That the great Paul, the apostle, the great apostle is saying, man, I try to do good, but I don't do good. I try not to do bad, but that's what I do. There's nothing I can do. There's this constant fight in me. And every time I want to do good, I end up doing bad. And, And I don't know what to do. And there's nothing that can help me. That's basically what he's saying. Because he says, oh, wretched man that I am, who can help me? So... This is used, I have heard this preached so many times, completely out of context. Because you know what it does, is if you say, well, this is what Paul did, and he's always conflicted, so it's okay that I be conflicted, so it's okay that I go and be a uh, be holy on Sunday, go and, back and, forth. and live like a devil on Monday. Ooh. Because Paul did it, and yeah, I want to do good, and yeah, I want to serve God, but I, and I you know, I still got to go and, and mess around with some girls, or mess around guys, and go and do drugs, or go and smoke some dope, or go and get drunk, and do this and do that, and I'm still going to wear blue, I'm still going to wear red, because I'm trying to do good, but I can't help it. It almost, it almost is like, you know, it, it makes them believe that 
you're always going to be forgiven no matter how bad or n- not not even that th- th- that yeah, wrong, word. Yeah. wrong word because we're forgiven um that we can just go and do as we please because and, paul did yes and and it's almost like well we're all going to be saved anyways you know it, it this people use this to justify on the being on the fence all the time because they're like well I mean, even Paul says, I'm, I'm trying to do good, but every time I try to do good, I end up doing bad. Yeah. And I can't help myself. And there's just parts of me that just loves the, the things of the world. There's parts of me that loves those things. Doesn't so, that lead to, like, mockery? Like being... Yes. In mocking a, mocking you're, Jesus. What you're doing is mocking God. Now, here's the thing, right? I'm going to teach you the proper context of what this is saying. Okay. What Paul is really saying here is the book of Romans describes man from the beginning of time. So what he is saying is, what if you really read Romans, what he's establishing is what is the need for Jesus to come? Before Jesus came, this what was man was like. Man was conflicted. Man wanted to follow the law of Moses. Man wanted to follow the Ten Commandments. But he couldn't. But he couldn't. Even though he knew what he was supposed to do, he wouldn't do what he was supposed to do. That he's not describing himself. He's he's describing it as if he's talking about mankind, saying mm-hmm. mankind wants to do good, but we can't, and there's sin that dwells in me. You know? And how do I know that? Because if you keep reading in verse 25, after he says all this stuff, verse 24, he goes, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And he says the answer. He says in verse 25, I thank God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. What does 25 say? It says, the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in his life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind. But I am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. So what he's saying is this. He's like, mankind has been in complete conflict from the beginning. And nothing could save us. Nothing could save us. But then he goes, but I thank God that through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus came to set the captive free. Jesus came to say, you don't have to be in conflict anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the next verse, this seals the deal. The very next verse is chapter 8, verse 1, and he seals it right here. He says, there is therefore now, he goes, I I just told you about mankind from the beginning of time to now. He goes, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Ooh, what? The what? That fateful dilemma is resolved. What dilemma? The dilemma we just talked mm-hmm. about. You yes. see it unfolding? Mm-hmm. The dilemma we just talked about, look what Paul says. And it says, those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of, of life in Christ 
like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. Tyranny. Tyranny. Tyranny? Tyranny? Tyranny. <laughs> Do you hear that? How simple it is. We just took that whole thing, so many Christians take that and justify a life of walking back and forth and striding on the fence. But Paul straight up says it, if you keep reading, you know, I love how the way it says it up here. That faithful dilemma is resolved. That faithful dilemma is resolved. You do not have to be in that dilemma. Do you know how? By learning your identity in Christ, by learning who you are in Christ, by learning who you belong to My now. My choice. You have been redeemed. Do you know what redeemed means? I keep talking about that lately in the sermons and in the Bible studies. Bought. It means you have been bought at a price. Mm -hmm. You no longer belong to sin. You no longer belong to Satan. You no longer belong to bondage. You no longer belong to the things that held you. That is not you anymore. That is not, you're not a yo-yo that's going back and forth and back and forth. Mm, that's a good. You are in Christ now. That's why it says there, there, there is therefore now no condemnation. There's no reason for you to be condemned. What Paul was talking about was somebody else condemning and self-condemnation. Yeah. Man, everything I want to do, I don't do. And the things I'm supposed to do, I don't do. He walked in and condemnation. The, and the things I'm not supposed to do, that is what I keep doing. That is a condemned person. Yeah. He's speaking as, as, as a people walking yes. in that condemnation but yet yeah. he says now therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus so if you are in christ jesus that should not be you that that that, that confliction should not be you that is not who you are we have a seminar that literally teaches identity and breaks this thing down so much, I'm telling you, it'll wreck you. You will never be the same again because it sets these things straight. These, unfortunately, these things that we learn. How many times have I heard this in scripture all my life growing up in church, even though I wasn't a Christian until I was 32, but this led me to believe that it's okay to be back and forth. Mm. And that's not what Paul was saying. Mm -hmm. It's very clear, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, he says no. He says, uh, uh, I love it. He says, those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. You don't have to live in that anymore. Like a strong wind that blows that cloud away mm -hmm. has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death oh man dude that is so bomb like if we truly got this you would never need a devotional ever again <laughs> because this is how rock solid this thing is this teaching this truth yes amen that you no longer have this cloud hanging over you because the do you know what holy spirit means in, in Greek, it means parakletos. Mm -hmm. You know what parakletos means? It means air. The Holy Spirit is the breath of fresh air. Mm. And that fresh air comes and blows that dark cloud away that is on over so many people's lives. Yeah. Man. That's a good word. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's made in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, it just, sometimes we have to take the time 
when we read scripture and say, Lord God, you always do this, guys, and I'm sure most of you do. But anytime you open the Bible, you say, Lord, I don't want to just read these words. I want to understand the yeah. deeper things of you. Yeah, and, speak to me. And help me to understand. Because context will change everything. You got to know who's reading it. Who's he writing it to? What was happening? Where was it? And you know what? The very fact that you're watching this means you have a smartphone or a laptop. That means you have Google. Nothing wrong with saying, with typing in and saying the breakdown of the context of this book or that book. And there's so much material out there. That way, when you read it, you get a better understanding of what it is you're reading. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. You know, and I don't know. You know, I don't know. What do you think? What do you like out of that the most? What what stood out to you the most? That a person has a choice, you know? And I think that a lot of the times we... When I, when I say we, every time we say we, I'm saying that as mankind, you know, think that they have to live in condemnation. Um, but the thing is, we have a choice not to, you know? Like we're not trapped by it anymore. We're not. We're not trapped. The moment you stretch your hands out and just say, you know, Lord, take control, um, you're already surrendering your life. Yeah. And if, if I feel like if you really fully, fully surrender, you won't have to worry about any of this. Exactly. There's no need to worry about anything because you know that your life is fully surrendered and it's gonna, God is going to lead it the way that he desires. It's not going to be our desires. It's going to be his, yeah. for his purpose, not for our own you know, for his plans, not our own. You know, I remember um, when I was a teenager, um, I wanted to go hang out with my friends, but I lived in a Christian home. And it's almost like even my early teens, I mean, my early 20s, um, like I was two people mm -hmm. because I couldn't really be, I had to act different around my friends than I had to act around my parents. Yeah. And I lived life like that for a long time. You know, you know what is so, what feels good to me now is the person that I am, I can be in front of my children or children, in front of you, in front of brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, there's no like this double person, you know? Uh, and I just, it, it's so liberating. I think many feel like that, you know? I really do. I really believe that. Sometimes people pretend to be happier than what they truly are, you know? All my life, I pretended to be this strong, confident person when inside I was just so broken. I was torn apart and broken from everything that I had gone through in life, Yeah. you know? And here I come and I meet you. Um, hmm? <laughs> he's like, what? You know, I meet you, um, this, this I, which I thought was this tough guy or something, you know? and And... I realize that you're just such a humble person, you know? It's like we, we sometimes, we, we what, would, what would be the good word to, to say? Um, we, we don't live a lie, but I think we, we hide things. We hide things. Me? No, I'm just talking you mean about people. people. Yeah. yeah, people in general. I said when I said we. I know. Yeah, I'm so tired too, babe, right now, so I feel like I'm stumbling at my words. No, but, no you're doing great. Um, you know, I, I am tired, though. My brain's really shot out. But I will say this, that 
if it wasn't for me finding Christ, if it wasn't for me calling out, if it wasn't for me seeking, then my life wouldn't be what it is now. It wouldn't, you know? And yeah. I'm just so grateful. You know what? Yeah, it's like there's so much freedom in Christ. Like, perfect example. And I know we keep talking about it. I keep talking about it because it's fresh in my mind. The interview I did with Tony A. Is in the past, like as Sir Dino, I would, you know, put on my sunglasses and put on that bravado and because I felt like I had to be something I wasn't. Yeah. And now that I look back, I'm like, that was not... When I would be on stage or whatever it is, you know, in, in, in any type of public realm, I thought I was just being a man and being the tough guy. And I realize now that people that act like that, it's because they're not confident in who they are, so they have to portray something they're not. Yeah. Was Does that mean I was weak? Does that mean... No, it doesn't mean I was weak back then or nothing, but I was able to go on Tony A and just be David. And just be myself and not have to be this persona or whether it's good or bad. Like, I didn't have to be this tough guy with lokes and glasses on and this and that. Or to be this super preacher guy, I was just myself, you know? Because we can do that We can do that as Christians too. I can be like super religious and be like, I'm not going to talk about my rap music. I'm not going to talk about what it was like growing up in hip hop. and this. I'm, you know, and I'm like... There's so many things. There's yeah. so many things in life. Like, you know, I grew up always thinking that I had to I had to go and do for people or do something in order to be loved or in order to, you know, because I became this people pleaser um, because I was lacking that growing up, you know, and I always felt like, well, maybe if I do this, maybe maybe they'll love me. If maybe if I do this, because that was a mentality that I grew up yeah. with, you know, that if you do this for me, then, you know, I'll love you. And I think that sometimes that that never really went away because I always caught myself always doing and doing and doing and doing. But the thing was is that I just became tired, yeah. like physically tired. And I started to feel, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I should just step back and it's okay. If I don't receive love, I just got to love myself, you know? And I began to love myself because I became tired yeah. of always seeking from others. And I just wanted to finally just rest. And I figured, you know, when, and here's the funny thing that when I began to rest um, in, in Jesus, I found love for myself. I didn't need to seek it from anybody else. I finally found that confidence. I finally found who I was, yeah. you know, because you become tired. You know, there's two different ways of your, the, the version that you just shared. And then mm -hmm. there's that other version where somebody can... Somebody can become tired of always giving it themselves as yeah. well. You know, the beautiful part, and I know we, we need to end this video soon, but the beautiful part of Christ is this. He does not want you to be like anybody else. No. He Maybe wants you uniquely. to be. He wants you the way you are. If you're a funny person before Christ, he's going to make you a funny person in Christ. Mm -hmm. If you're a serious person before Christ, he's going to make you a serious person for Christ. You know what I mean? So... He just wants you to be you. Yeah. There's nobody in this world that can be a better you than you. There's and that word intricate. Intricate is just so beyond unique, so beyond special that there's no, he made you so intricately 
that there is not one person on this earth. There's somebody that can look like you, that can act like you, that can be all of that, but, but guess what? They will never be you because he made you with such detail and such intricacy that yeah. no one, there is no one yeah. that can be just like you. Exactly. That's why like, I don't try to copy anybody's devotional Yeah. because... This is the way we do it. We we decided in the beginning. I said I remember somebody had said that you know we we joke around too much we, or we joke around too much or yeah. you know and everything. But the the truth is is that I was just like well, I'm going to be ourselves. Yeah, because I'm like I said we decided in the very beginning. The no, oh. we're decided very beginning to do the devotionals. I'm like I will burn out. I, I remember telling you, babe, I will burn out if I got to be this preacher guy. And the devote, I just the only way it's gonna work is if we just you be you and me be me and we just do whatever. Do you remember the time that we actually sat here and we tried to do a, a commercial for our um, the couples hike? Yeah. Okay, so we it's just you know just an example. We sat here, and we had the green screen, and I remember that we wrote down exactly what we wanted to say. Yeah. And David's like, okay, you say this and I say this. And I'm like, okay. So we sit down and we try to do it. And we would mess up and we'd have to go back and we'd mess up. And I'm like, you know what? It's like, no, let's just roll with it and let's just do it. Let's just be ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. And it turned out to be awesome. Why? Because we allowed ourselves to be ourselves. Yeah. And you just got to be you. Don't try to be something that you're yeah, not. Yeah. And I, I like that. I think Carlos took that advice because his podcast, I know you were at work, so you haven't had a chance to listen to it. I've seen it, but I didn't, I didn't click it's, on it. It's com it feels like when he's sitting here in the living room talking with us. Really? And that's exactly what I wanted to hear from that's him. That's what I love. You know, I want, I'm like, Carlos, I want people to know you, you know, and guys, you got to listen to it. Um, Spotify, I'm not sure if Apple's picked this up yet, but Spotify is the main one that you can get this from. And go to Spotify and please listen to Carlos. And that's um, why we're different, you guys. I really uh, believe that it is different because we're, we're just two regular normal people who love Jesus, um, who love serving the Lord. Do I say that randomly? When, when I'm like, huh? What? We'll be at a store or coffee and I'm like, Man, babe, I she's love like, Jesus yeah. So much. Man, I love Jesus so much. <laughs> do I do that a lot? Yeah, I think that's cute. Because I do. I love it. Yeah. He's awesome. He really is. But see, because of him, we can just be ourselves, regardless of how broken we've been, regardless of, you know, just everything that we've been through in life, you know? Yeah. You too can be that, you know, regardless of what you've been through. You know, I tell women all the time because, you know, I've come across a lot of women who go through, whether it be abuse or rapes or all of that, you know what? I'm here standing and so can you. You can be there standing too and strong and confident and knowing who you are in Christ because you know what? No matter how much the world tries to break us, you know, Jesus is the one that makes us. Hey, that right. Dang, you're a rapper now. Am I a rapper? How, yeah. I should rap it. No, don't do the little DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All this, right, guys. I'm so tired. God bless you. Love you. See you tomorrow. And have a great day. Have a blessed day. 
And that's it. Make sure you go to our website, www.houseofrestchurch.com. If you find out, want to find out more about our ministry, uh, give a thumbs up, subscribe, and most of all, leave a comment. We love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.